0: I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline Lawyer. And this is part two in our series discussing the housing supply laws that took effect uh, in July of 2023. And I am once again grateful to be joined by our expert on this issue, Bill Clark, Washington Realtors Director of Public Policy.
1: Hi, everybody. Nice to be back.
0: Nice to be back. I agree. So, Bill, let's, in this episode pick up right where we left off. If you haven't uh, listened to or seen part one, you need to do that. Part two, let's talk about, uh, I know the law became effective in July of 2023, but that doesn't mean people can already start increasing the density on their lots. What What is required? What is this mm-hmm. going to happen?
1: That's right. So under the, both the middle housing law and the ADU law, those requirements that were adopted have to be implemented locally. And so local governments go through their Growth Management Act Comprehensive Plan, and they're required by law to update their comp plans uh, by a certain date. Six months after that date is when they have to implement both the middle housing requirements and the ADU requirements. And that varies uh, by city and county.
0: Okay. So assuming that they're a growth management planning county mm-hmm. and assuming that the properties within the growth management act. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, within the uh, area growth with the boundary.
1: Yep, urban growth there. Urban yep. growth boundary. Yep.
0: Uh, then the, the the density of the lot may increase mm-hmm. when the local government has prepared the regulations that would allow for that increase.
1: Correct. Right? So you want an example? Sure. So, for example, uh, King, Pierce, Snohomish, and Kitsap counties have to update their growth management plan and adopt that by December 31st of 2024. So six months after that is June 30th, 2025. So by June 30th, 2025, those four counties and all of the cities within those counties that are subject to the middle housing bill have to have their middle housing regulations adopted by then. So by June 30th of 2025.
0: So you could have a county like Pierce County mm-hmm. and a city within that county like Tacoma mm-hmm. with different regulations, correct? Implementing,
1: yeah, because they're like any land use law. While the legislature stepped in and mandated on cities the kinds of housing they have to allow, there is still some flexibility within the laws. So the cities will tailor them to some of the local circumstances.
0: Okay, so you mentioned several of our large counties. Mm-hmm. That are going to have their regu- the, the deadline for their regulations to be um, crafted, mm-hmm. publicized probably, mm-hmm. is not later than June 30th of 2025. That's right. And then we have a graphic showing when the counties that do plan under the GMA, mm-hmm. when the deadline falls for all of them, the largest counties that are, are the, the the soonest that real estate brokers are going to see this increased density regulations is likely to be the July 1st of 2025 time period yep, in those exactly. counties. yep. And in, in and then it will stretch all the way out for some counties to July 1st of, is it 2028?
1: Is 20, like yeah, it? 2028. So like the second wave of counties is, you know, Whatcom, Clark, Thurston, Skagit, counties like that. Their deadline is for their GMA comp plans, the end of 2025, and then they have to adopt their regulations six months after that.
0: So- I want to ask you a follow up question related to timing, but I want to before we do that, mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't spend enough time in the first episode defining the difference between the middle housing bill and the ADU bill. We talked a lot about middle housing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we left everybody though with a clear understanding, because I honestly between the two, I kind of like the ADU bill better mm-hmm. than middle housing. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about what it is that the ADU bill, do, I'm sorry, law mm-hmm. does specifically?
1: Yeah. And one key difference is the middle housing law applies only to certain cities based on their size, right? We talked about the over 75,000 75,000. The ADU bill applies to all cities that are planning under the Growth Management Act, regardless of their size. So that's a key difference that the ADU law applies everywhere. The other provision that the ADU bill has is cities have to allow uh, people to have at least two accessory dwelling units per parcel, and those could be a combination of an attached ADU or a detached ADU or both.
0: Okay, so the way I describe it is, mm-hmm. and and when you say two auxiliary dwelling units, mm-hmm. that's in addition to the primary residence, Correct. right? So we're really talking about three yep. living spaces. Mm-hmm. On one, what looks like a current single to currently looks like a single family residential mm-hmm. lot. Yep. After the regulations in those counties go into effect mm-hmm. under the ADU law, mm-hmm. it's still got to be within the urban growth area.
1: Right, and inside a, inside the city, so it has to be inside the incorporated area of a city and inside the urban growth area.
0: Okay. All right, um, but it's regardless of the size of the city.
1: Right. So
0: everybody, as long as they're in that urban growth area, Mm -hmm. is going to benefit from the application of the ADU law.
1: Yeah. Keeping in mind the constraints of any individual lot, right? So, for example, if you have a large lot, a half acre lot with a small house that's kind of off to the side of that large lot, you will have space for two ADUs, right? Right. If you have a small lot and a big house with a big footprint on a small lot, you may not have space on that lot for an ADU even though technically you're allowed to build two, you just don't physically don't have the space, right? Isn't
0: it true that that's where what you said a few minutes ago really comes into play because you can have 3 dwelling units on one lot mm-hmm. under this ADU bill and it could be what you just described with one residence and then two separate cottage style Mm-hmm. Units, or it could be all three units under one roof. Right. So if you had that one big house on a small lot, you could do some construction and turn that one big house into three different living units.
1: Into right. Three units. Right. And again, that's an area where cities have some discretion under the ADU bill. They can say yes, we're going to allow two attached or, or two accessory dwelling units, but they have to be attached accessory dwelling units. Right. Or they oh, could right. say, or they could say, we're going to allow two accessory dwelling units, and only one can be detached. So there's that flexibility for cities within the statute. Okay. Yeah. So again, that's why when the law is ultimately implemented, what the city ultimately adopts is really important to identify what can be done on each particular lot. Okay.
0: All right. So we have a, an overview background on middle housing. We have an overview background mm-hmm. on ADU, mm-hmm. and what you have told us. Is that the soonest this is going to really matter to somebody mm-hmm. from a stand from the from the aspect of construction itself, mm-hmm. depending on your counties? Not sooner than July first of twenty twenty five.
1: That's right. Yeah. Do, in terms of actually when the up zones would take effect for either middle housing or for the ADU bill.
0: Okay, and later in different counties, even later than that. Even later so than that. why are we releasing this information in the summer of twenty twenty three?
1: I think for a couple of reasons. One is because at the local level, our local associations will be involved with their cities in their local legislative process to actually implement these laws, right? It's like any other local legislative effort that we're involved in locally to make sure that they fully implement the laws to increase housing supply, which is one of our legislative objectives. But on a a transaction-specific basis for individual realtors, Now's the time to spot the opportunities for their clients, especially investor clients, to look at parcels that are right now underutilized that when a six when a sixplex could be built or two ADUs could be added, have that potential.
0: Okay. All right. I that now that's cool, right? Because real estate our realtor family mm-hmm. watching this video is getting information that will leave you uniquely poised to be able to deliver money-making information to your investors, you are going to have serious value to bring to, and I use the word investors, but it could, maybe somebody who doesn't even think of themselves as an investor, Uh, maybe you just know that a buyer you've been working with who's not quite yet ready to pull the trigger, they're looking to see if they find something they like a little bit better. I, I think about that. That house, you guys all, you guys all know the house I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's that little starter home that sits on maybe like a a larger lot, maybe a half acre, um, and nobody's buying it. And in this market, if nobody's buying a starter home, there's something wrong with it, right? And so, what's wrong with this house is that while it's a starter home, nobody wants to live in this home yet. It's it needs significant updating it maybe it's got you know moldy walls or it's got really bad carpet or super dated kitchen and it's just got to be updated but the person who can afford a starter home probably can't afford the remodeling and so what i hear you saying i think Mm -hmm. bill is that this is the type of property that the real estate broker who knows that the potential for this property in just by July 1st of 2025, because of its location, because it's on public water, it's on public sewer, it's in the urban growth boundary, the potential for this property is to have four units on it. And so for the person who has the money to buy it today at fair market value Mm -hmm. and put them 30, 40,000 into it to make it desirable, as a rental property, all of a sudden, what they've got in July 1st of
1: 2025. Right. It's the it's the kind of currently underutilized properties where you have capacity for additional units, whether it's one or two ADUs or a single unit, single family house that could be a triplex or a fourplex or a sixplex. That's the opportunity I think that you can spot right now, even though it won't take effect in the local zoning and development regulations. For a year and a half, or in some counties, for two and a half years, that's the ch- that's the phase we're in now. Is to look at those opportunities.
0: Yeah, and, and you keep using the word underutilized, but in reality, the property is fully utilized
1: under the current zoning. Today. Yeah, but the up as the zoning goes up, the co- the development capacity will increase. The value will increase.
0: And what I love about this opportunity for for our realtor members is that. I mean, there's not been a lot of hype about these, these new laws. If you're not paying attention, you don't know the value, the potential value in the land. But, but you, Realtor members who are watching these videos and listening to this podcast, you have something you can d- deliver to your clients. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it is one of the challenges. The, the bills, the laws that the state adopted are kind of wonky, they're kind of technical but they will be implemented by each of your cities and by looking at what your city does and looking at the options for development capacity locally, I think there's a ton of opportunity out there.
0: So let's say somebody does that. Okay. Let's say that today somebody buys land and three years from now they can take that single family residence. Mm -hmm. They have the ability to add two more units to it under the ADU law, Mm -hmm. or maybe they add three more units to it under middle housing. Mm -hmm. Either way, We've now got, using our same analogy, we've got a half acre piece of property with with three or four different living units on it. Mm-hmm. No local jurisdiction is going to let you subdivide that land mm-hmm. into small enough pieces to have a, a simple title for each of those units. Mm-hmm. Is there a different solution?
1: Well, the key thing under the accessory dwelling unit bill, the ADU bill, is that the condominium process can apply so that, let's say... You have a primary dwelling right now, you add an ADU, you can go through the condominium process so those the primary dwelling and the ADU can be owned separately and sold separately.
0: And so we're some instead of somebody having one single family residential. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, one one fee simple parcel, right. one tax lot with a triplex essentially on it. Right. A person can if they don't want to be a property manager, they don't mm-hmm. want to own rental properties. They can sell each unit individually Correct. as a separate condominium. Yeah. That's huge.
1: Yeah. On, under the ADU law, there's a specific provision that that can be done. Yeah, you know, that, that was a significant issue for people that wanted to focus on ADUs as a home ownership opportunity, because if you can own them and, and sell them separately... That's a real strong incentive for homeownership.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but under middle housing, mm-hmm. if, you, if you have a piece of raw land that you buy today or you mm-hmm. knock down whatever you've got there and you go out and you build four units on it, you could build a fourplex, but but you could treat it as a four-unit condominium, right?
1: Sure. So under the, the middle housing bill, if you let's say you build your example of a fourplex, you could build a fourplex and someone could own it and manage it as a rental property. You could also build that same building, but have it owned in the condominium form of ownership and sell each unit separately. It still fulfills the four units per parcel requirement.
0: Yeah, but but the uh, availability to somebody to be able to, without having to go through a subdivision, because there's a big difference mm-hmm. financially, mm-hmm. logistically, yep. between subdividing land, and condominiumizing existing housing. Right. 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 With the minimizing not being simple and not being cheap, mm-hmm. but a lot less expensive and a much simpler than, right? right? That's right. And, and a more certain outcome because you might go through a subdivision process and not get subdivided, uh, yeah, sub- right. right? Yep, that's right. Yeah. So again, brokers, this is huge information for you to be able to take to a potential buyer about the, about the viability of this plan. Though one of the questions I get a lot is, what about... Uh, single-family residences located in a subdivision with CC&Rs where every ha- every lot is has a you know single-family residence in it, and, and I bought my house in this community because this is the lifestyle I want. I don't mm-hmm. want to live around a bunch of sixplexes, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do CC&Rs factor into this?
1: Yeah, that was one of the more uh, controversial aspects of both laws as it played out. If you have an existing CCNR and r in place that prohibits accessory dwelling units or prohibits multifamily buildings, duplexes or fourplexes, those CCNRs and rs still govern. They still remain in place.
0: So long as they were in effect by when?
1: Uh, before the bill was effective, so July, July of this 23rd. year. 23rd. Yeah.
0: So July 23rd of 2023. Yep. So long as the CCNRs and rs were recorded by that date, mm-hmm. then they control...
1: Yes, instead of the middle housing requirements or the ADU requirements. Okay. Yep.
0: Okay. Another question I get a lot mm-hmm. when I'm teaching this is, um, my let's say my local jurisdiction already allows ADUs. I can mm-hmm. already build mm-hmm. one ADU on mm-hmm. my property. Two things I want to talk about mm-hmm. here. But, but there's a size, uh, you know, I'm, I'm prohibited from building an ADU in excess of 600 square feet mm-hmm. in my local county. And or my local jurisdiction has a rule that says, yeah, you can build the ADU, but only family members can live there.
1: Yep. So that was also part of the legislation this year. Under the under the law, cities cannot mandate that uh, ADUs are smaller than 1,000 square feet. If you're the property owner and you want to build a 600 square foot ADU, you can. But cities have to allow at least a minimum size of 1,000 square feet.
0: So just to make sure we yeah. understand that. That means that the, the local regulation can say your ADU can be no more than 1,000 square feet. Correct. But it can't say your ADU can be no more than any number less than 1,000.
1: Correct. Yeah. Okay. But if based on your lot, you said, well, I want to build two ADUs and I want them to be 500 square feet each. That's your choice. You could do that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay.
1: And what was your second question?
0: Uh, owner occupancy? Does my family owner
1: have occupancy? There? No, and that that's one thing that some cities have done is they've allowed accessory dwelling units, but they require that the primary dwelling unit or the ADU is owner occupied. Under the law, owner occupancy of either the primary dwelling unit or the ADU cannot be required, which is a good thing. I mean, we like our family, but we like flexibility too, right? That's right.
0: That's right. That's a lot of information.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we have detailed written summaries of these laws. We'll have stuff that's on the video that you can watch. And there'll be more information coming out. One thing we're working on with our local associations is guidance to help them help their cities fully implement these laws.
0: Is there anything we've left out?
1: There's a lot of details in the laws. So I'm sure there is stuff we've left out, but I think we've hit the high points.
0: Okay. And you made a comment during the first episode that I'm asking you a bunch of legal Mm -hmm. questions that really we don't have an answer to yet. Why don't we have an answer to those yet?
1: Well, in part, a couple things. One, these laws still have to be implemented through local regulations. And secondly, just the variety of each parcel, right? And so like any good legal hotline attorney would say, when you have questions about legally, can you do something? You got to get legal advice on that. But the opportunities are certainly out there.
0: Okay, great. And we'll know exactly what those opportunities are for each individual lot once the local jurisdiction
1: implements the That's law. That's correct. That's right. Great.
0: If you have questions on anything we've talked about... Uh, in this series or anything else, send a question to me by visiting warealtor.org and following the links to the legal hotline. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.